0: to Game Bros. Today's episode is episode 35. 35th episode. Can you believe that bro? That's insane. That's insane. Our
1: resilience is amazing (laughs) because I mean seriously like a lot of people doubted that we were gonna we would be having more than five episodes and (laughs) guess what? It's the 35th episode bro.
0: I love it and I know that sometimes our rhythm is not on tracks and like It's been the case for this one, this particular one. So I want to apologize first to everyone, uh, to the audience, because I've been super busy. And let me tell you why. I've been replacing my floor um redoing some flooring in the in the bedrooms in my new house it's been a lot of fun but I've been super busy and like when you're replacing floors you have to unplug the whole workstation slash podcast station so Mm that's what I've been happening and then I had my father-in-law uh in town that was amazing he had the chance to spend time with the kids so Great, great time. We were super happy. He just left, so we can recall today. And I cannot be more excited. How
1: are you doing, my bro? Oh, bro. OK, so first of all, I must say that, in my opinion, you're more than excused because that's <laughs> a lot going on. I don't know if a lot of our listeners uh, have tried to do their flooring, but it's not an easy task. At
0: least. No, it's not.
1: I think if you want to do it right, so it looks yeah. you know, really neat. Absolutely. You gotta pay attention. You need to know your shit. So, bro, congratulations first. (laughs) Thank Uh, you. (laughs) And and, uh, another thing that I want to congratulate you for is on your promotion. Oh yeah! Uh, I, I mean, it's something that we didn't discuss a lot yet because I, I really wanted to do this live just okay. because it's important. And bro, I'm really proud of you. Of course, I'm not surprised at all. You're you're awesome, uh, and, and and of course you deserve. But I'm so happy for you, bro. Congratulations! Thank
0: you so much. I completely forgot. You know, it happened what two <laughs> weeks ago or three weeks ago. But oh, That's thank all. you so much. It means so much. You were the first one congratulating me, actually. So super happy. I think it was on LinkedIn and we Mm -hmm. never had time really like to just touch base and discuss. Yeah, like it feels great to be promoted, especially in such a short time. Like I've been Mm -hmm. with Illumina for a year. Um, It feels great. I love the team I'm working with. I love what I'm doing. I'm, I'm hoping to get more promotions soon, you know, like I want oh. to be a manager soon. We'll see. Awesome. We'll see how it goes. Um, but I love my job, what I'm doing. And I think that a promotion is also showing that you're giving a lot to the company. So super happy. Cannot be prouder of myself, if we can say that, uh, because mm-hmm. I invested a lot of my time to to uh, not get a promotion because you, you're not exactly shooting for a promotion but you're like trying to give your best to the company so it feels good to see that people are sh- are, are seeing that you're giving your time and energy to the to the cause no, because bro, illumina Illumina is doing sequencing, next-gen sequencing, so that's a big cause uh, for us scientists. We know that it's, uh-huh. uh, it's a big part of the, of the future of science. Uh, of course, it cannot be part of every project, but we see that a lot of, like, new scientists are getting more interested about, like, those topics, because that's pretty amazing.
1: And, bro, I must say that, like, when I hear my brother uh, say how happy he is at his work, I mean, mm-hmm. I had the privilege to work with you for several years. Yes. And uh, besides, like, forget forget about the fact that I love you as a brother for a minute, <laughs> and uh, if we just focus on you as a as a profession, I have always admired you, and I think that Illumina is doing a great decision. And uh, bro, I, I'm just so happy and so happy to hear that you're happy. I mean, that that makes uh, me really thrilled. You deserve oh. that, bro.
0: Thank you so much. And soon. You may be promoted too, so will I will congratulate you. We'll see.
1: (laughs) Yes, I I have the same philosophy as you. I mean, I'm I'm giving my blood. Yeah. Uh, I'm really working hard, and I love what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you never shoot for a promotion. Uh, No. But of course, if they ever offer one, I'll be happy to take it. You
0: just (laughs) take it. You just take it because (laughs) I, I got a huge bonus. So. You know, you just take it. You just enjoy. Awesome. You're like, hey, that's that's nice. I'm gonna take Yay. it.
1: <laughs> that explains the new flooring, bro.
0: <laughs> not exactly because it, it does not it did not happen at the same time, but pretty much when my boss told me I was like, Hey, that's a good thing. I'm replacing my floors these days and she was like, Hey, good for you <laughs> <laughs> That's that was so funny. awesome, bro.
1: That was okay, funny, so that was funny. So <laughs> Bro, on my side, so uh, it it hasn't been the end of the year for me yet. Uh, mm-hmm, because, you mm-hmm. know, the, the sugar cane season, it's it's, up, it's actually starting right now. So a lot okay. of things uh, are being decided at the company right now. And one of the okay. reasons why I was uh, a bit quiet last weekend was because I was actually working during the weekend. Oh. It's not something they encourage, by the way. It's, okay. uh, it's really on me. Uh, okay. But sometimes... If I feel like I'm getting a little bit behind, I have to do that and start yeah. on Monday just on top of my game, you know? Yeah. I really don't mind doing that either, uh, if it's not often. Yeah. So so it happened, uh, but that was fine, actually great, because, you know, it actually worked, the experiment I was planning, so that's always a good Yay. thing. Yes. Um, and and my team, bro, is, is awesome as well, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for them 100%. Plus, I've been uh, really distracted with my house because, you know, the whole gardening, it's something I adore. And I have been (laughs) uh, investing my time on that as well, bro. Uh, That's amazing. But yeah, it's been great,
0: really. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. And I mean, you love plants. I love plants, too. But like, I know that your garden is probably one of your favorite part of your house, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have amazing gardens because you just don't have one. You have several. Um, I mean, it, it's amazing. And I know that you're doing a great job. You sent me pictures and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, I, I, I should invite Pablito again here because like my garden, <laughs> like my front yard Needs love right now. It's basically rocks, you know. And we've mm-hmm. been discussing about like putting a lawn there, and we want to plant oh. some trees there. But I'm like, ah, if only I had my bro here, you oh, know, bro. it would give me advice because it's full sun uh, for some parts of the front yard. And so mm-hmm. I love cacti, for instance. I I know that I want to put some cacti, but when you have two young kids, it's like. Do I want to put cacti? Because mm. if like one cactus, if you have a bad experience and you fall on one, oh yeah, uh, you're gonna, yeah, learn you know? that. You're you're gonna go, remember that forever. Forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you won't love cacti forever, <laughs> no. you know? So that's the thing. So I wish you were there because we are in the in the process of like kind of choosing. I think it's our next phase, uh, house wise. Uh, that we want to remodel, so like the front yard, because we want to put probably a, a not a small patio, but like probably a chair or two right there, just mm-hmm. to enjoy probably in the evening or something. I, I don't know. It's still part of the plan, but we because it's Escondido, very sunny, very mm-hmm. hot during summertime. So I think it will probably have to be uh, remodeled during the fall, not before summer, because if we want a loan. That's not when you want to put the new lawn, um, in, like the new grass, right. basically, uh, on the floor. So, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe fall or next spring. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to discuss that. Maybe in a later episode. We could do one episode mm. on gardening. I would what love do
1: you think? to do that, bro. Yes, I've been reading so much. I have so many ideas about your garden already. Uh, okay. you
0: know, yeah. A lot of
1: people complain because they don't have enough sunlight. And yes, <laughs> difficult. But mm. when you do have a lot, that's... Mm. Awesome actually. You can you can totally yeah. manage. I have great oh, ideas, sure. bro.
0: Okay, so I'll help you. Let's 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 keep that in mind for a future episode. Because today, actually, we have a great subject. We have a great topic. But before we enter the topic of the day, bro, have you been playing lately? <laughs>
1: mm, bro, just a note, like <laughs> I have been crazy busy these past few days, but so that I won't lie to you, I did play a few, um, you know, matches of Smash, Smash Bros. Bros? Oh my yes. god, yes. yes! Yeah, so I'm whenever I, I need to de-stress, I just, you know, pick Bowser <laughs> and kick some ass.
0: <laughs> I just love it, I just love it. Uh, I've not been playing. At all because my father in law was here, so very hard to just pick up your Xbox controller and start Mm -hmm. to play. Uh, Same with the Switch, you know, it's kind of like anti social. You you just grab your Switch and you play on your own. So I've not been playing uh, this past week, but I think that just before I was enjoying a lot, like doing some FIFA. You know that I'm Mm -hmm. a soccer fan, so. Uh, Now that I have my UX box, you know, sometimes when you're tired, and I think that I would associate FIFA the way you do with Smash Bros. It's just uh, a a relaxing time. Like, you just sit down, you relax, you play one game or two, and you just relax. It's not a complicated video game. It can be when you're playing against pros, but that's not my Mm -hmm. case. Um, And so, yeah, I've been playing some FIFA uh, because I can, because with the Game Pass you can play FIFA twenty one, so the one from oh, last that's year. That's so awesome! I've been enjoying a lot, to be honest with you, and I can't wait to actually like be be able to just sit down here in front of my amazing gaming PC, and like play some games that I've been like downloading in the past like few weeks. Mm-hmm. But I, I like I did not find time, to be honest with you, because when you replace your floor. You're exhausted. No, You're just exhausted.
1: Plus having the father-in-law right over. <laughs> I mean, no. obviously, it's always awesome, right? My, my yeah. mother-in-law actually had lunch with us today. But yes. if there's something that I always want to do is to make them as comfortable as yeah. I can, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, you know, offer the very best food, the very best drinks. And of yes. course, it, it can be tiring. I mean, yeah. it's just because we, we appreciate them so much, right?
0: Oh, for sure. And I mean, we've been investing time for them to have a great time. So exactly, I've been like loving these past few days with my uh, with my father-in-law. I think he really enjoyed. And that's also the plan because the topic of the day pretty much relates with that too. When, when you invite someone from abroad, you want them to feel great, you know? Because when you have family that is just living, like, close by, let's say 10, 20 minutes ago uh, from from where you live, bro, like, it's not the same because they will come back. Even if the first time they come, it's not great or not ideal. But when they come from a country that is, like, (laughs) on the other side of the planet, pretty much, Mm -hmm. you want them to feel great. And, yeah, so... The topic of the day, bro, I will let you introduce it because you found this great idea and I just love it. I can't wait to discuss that with you.
1: (laughs) Oh, bro, me neither. I mean, I was so much looking forward to recording Mm -hmm. this episode with you because, bro, it actually happened during uh, a dinner that I was having with my wonderful wife. Yes. You know, talking about life, celebrating our seventh anniversary. Wow. Congrats. And, oh, thank you, bro. It was awesome actually. So we, we went to this uh, city of flowers. I have to tell you yeah. the whole thing at oh, some point. Yes. It's not on the subject today, but it was awesome. <laughs> and and we were just like chatting about life. It's something that Ken and I love doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and that's when it came to us, like the things that we are most thankful for, you know? Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. and basically when kenny and i got married back in 2015 mm-hmm. we got married and we had basically three weeks to you know celebrate our wedding mm-hmm. sell all our furniture everything that we owned and then move to san diego right because wow. my my wow. phd program yeah. was about to start and i was uh in early admission so i had to restart in the summer and bro That's when it came to us that living abroad was one of the very best things that ever happened to us. And I was (laughs) like, what an amazing topic to discuss with my bro who is still living abroad. (laughs) Uh, And and, and I mean, I'm just so excited because there's so much to discuss over this topic, right?
0: So much, so much. I, I love the topic too because... Like everyone that is living abroad at some point in their life, they make, it's, I'm not going to say huge commitment because I would call that an adventure. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's that's definitely like something that you do, but it's not, it's not small. That's a big decision. In your case, it was for your PhD, as you said. And of course you wanted like to have a PhD from one of the greatest university in the world. Uh, in this case, UCSD. So it was a new adventure. But let, let me tell you, I don't think that everyone is kind of ready for this kind of adventure. It's not easy to live abroad, especially very far from home. Um, in your case, it was Brazil. In my case, it was France. So mm-hmm. it's not easy. Let's start with that. Let's let's kind okay. of start with that topic, you know, because awesome we are saying that it's yeah. Because we all say that it's amazing, but it's mm-hmm. not amazing on day one, you no. know, like day one,
1: oh, bro. It's so <laughs> not amazing on day one. Okay. Can you remember? You, you you just bro. I'll never forget my first day in the US. Like I'll never ever forget that first day, because bro. <laughs> um, that's okay so you chose the perfect way to to start this episode <laughs> because the truth is um a lot of people asked or or basically told me or or asked if i was ready to move out and you know to start a new life basically mm-hmm. in a different country when i moved out and, and the answer is like hard no like <laughs> Honestly, like I had no idea what I was doing, Like yeah. to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. I did dream a lot about my PhD abroad yeah. in the mm-hmm. U.S. I always knew it would be in the U.S. Was just, it was just a matter of choosing the university and the PI, yeah. mm-hmm. um, uh, but I knew I, I really needed to do that. It was yeah. something I, I really, really wanted to do. And and bro, when I was like, you know, applying for UCSD program and dreaming about how our lives would be there, I'm gonna be very honest with you. I was, I had this sort of like fantasy in my yeah. in my head, you know. Um, <laughs> imagine a picture, a really cool episode of Friends.
0: Oh yeah, this is pretty yeah. much
1: how sure. I picture everything going on, you uh-huh. know. Uh-huh. And and bro, <laughs> imagine my face. When I arrived in San Diego And I realized I couldn't speak English (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was a nightmare I I, I realized I couldn't Mm -hmm. speak English When I was actually In the US I was like I'm so fucked I'll never get my PhD bro I freaked out My first day was horrible
0: (sighs) I just love it bro I, I just love it because uh, that's that's. I, I think that it's perfect day one because you know that you cannot go like <laughs> even lower than that you're like okay we are starting there it yeah. it can just improve from there mm-hmm. I, I kind of like it because me it was slightly different I was mm-hmm. starting my postdoc uh, I think it was like seven days uh, from the day I arrived so I had mm-hmm. like Seven days ish uh, in the US by not by myself because my my wonderful wife was here, and uh, <clears throat> so basically I was just doing the administrative stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, like for day day one, uh, I I was speaking a lot of English in my formal lab, and what I realized was kind of similar to you. Uh, it was like. Mm, I thought I was able to speak English, but actually <laughs> it works only in a lab environment with foreign mm-hmm. people. And when I'm actually like just chatting with English or American people, I'm lost, you know? And oh, yeah. so, yeah, it's, it's a big thing because one, I don't think that we chose the simplest country in the world. Um, I mean, language-wise, because mm-hmm. Americans only speak English. I mean, some of them do speak Spanish, but it's mostly English and they will not make a move to tell you that you're not speaking well. So they will try to fake that they they got what you said. And that's not (laughs) that's not nice. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. you're like, hey, she got it. And no, like basically no. But they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah," smiling and everything. So that's not super helpful. No, Um, no, it's, it's
1: not helpful at all.
0: Right and so It's actually a bit
1: humiliating by the way.
0: Yes. Okay. So let's <laughs> let's touch on that subject. That's what I felt too. I, I felt mm-hmm. after a few months, you know, you f- you feel like you're improving because you are not ashamed anymore of trying to speak. So you do speak, you start speaking with people. And yeah, it's humili- humiliating because they they do not understand everything, but they don't tell you. So you feel like you will never get new friends or American ones. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the greatest thing that happened to me was that I was in a lab with a lot of like foreign people, you included, and Mm -hmm. that I was included from, let's say, day one. And so that's super helpful. So that's something I would tell to someone that wants to live abroad. Try to pick a spot or a job where other people are from abroad. That's definitely Mm -hmm. helping because you should not try to get the input from the Americans or like the the locals, because they will never tell you. They don't understand. They don't know how much you're struggling. They kind of think uh, or have an idea of how much you can be struggling. But it's not true. You're in a new country, new rules, new everything, new language new uh, currency, like everything is new, you know? Oh, yeah. you, have, you have to start from scratch. You have to op- open a bank account. You have to um, <laughs> have a new driver license. Bro, like how crazy is that? You know, like Bro. that's insane. insane. Truth being told,
1: if you, if you just write everything down on a list before you move out, <laughs> just try to everything, write everything down, everything you have to do. In order to feel like a regular person in the new country, yep. If you do that, Mm -hmm. and um, if you have the maturity to understand how much work that might be, Mm -hmm. you might actually chicken out. So, one of the things I'm grateful for actually was that (laughs) I was so naive when I moved out, honestly. Because if I actually knew everything that was going to happen, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm talking about the struggling part because, of course, like right now, if you if I you know, put everything in a box, I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you, it was one of the very best things ever, yeah. and we're going to get there, mm-hmm. but the beginning is so scary, and yeah. bro, I must say that I'm really, really grateful, mm-hmm. because it, in my case it was a bit different, because you know, I was starting a PhD program, yeah uh, more than 50 percent of my classmates were americans right okay. so okay um, and i remember at least having the impression that every single foreign phd candidate had a better english than mine but i'm pretty oh. sure that all of them felt the same you know it's, it's probably it's all mm-hmm. it's about your own insecurity so of course uh, i remember chatting with them and some of them were extremely fluent from day one but still they all had doubts that's for okay. sure okay um And, bro, I I remember my classmates were awesome, but I could feel like they were, you know, trying to help and pretending to understand and and being able to interact with me. Mm -hmm. But in our lab, two Americans, Diane and Andrew, and I'll be forever grateful for them Mm because Diane came to me a few days after I started, Mm -hmm. and I said something wrong. I can't remember what was the sentence, but I said something wrong. (laughs) And she just looked at me and she was like, Paulo, you have a decision to make right now. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm listening. And and she was like, you can either tell me, Diane, I want you to help me improve my English. And from now on, I'll be correcting you. Or you can say, fuck you in your English, Diane. I will, you know, I, I don't care. And, and, and I, I immediately started laughing. I was like, "Please, please help me! And that, thats i really need that." And that's from amazing. that day forward, mm-hmm. she corrected my every mistake. Not only like you know, really like rough mistakes, but even pronunciation. Oh, that's nice. And, and she was like, "Again, she asked me if I wanted this." Mm-hmm. And but she knew because you know she's she's a great teacher. She's just, she's a teacher now. I hope she's. Yeah, I know. I miss yeah. You. Oh, yeah. um, she's Same. a teacher now, and and she's a great teacher. And she knew I was going to be teaching in the program if I pass the first year final exam. Obviously, I'd she was like, okay. "He's going to be teaching one day." So, yeah. of course, having some accent, we we'll always have. Oh, always, for sure. Yeah, but we have to be understandable, and and oh. the, the the students deserve good teaching assistance You know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "I'm down. I'm going to practice. I'm going to." you know, interact with Americans as much as I can and my foreign friends. And I was Mm -hmm. avoiding Portuguese as much as I could yeah. because I was like, I I need this. And and my students will be, you know, needing this for sure Mm -hmm. in the future. So, bro, I embraced it, but Mm -hmm. this was really helpful. So another thing, since we are giving advice to our listeners that are thinking about, you know, living abroad, the -hmm. second thing is... No matter how difficult it might feel, mm-hmm. you're always going to find angels in your life. And, oh, for
0: sure. You mm-hmm.
1: know, just just stay close to them. They're going to yeah. help you out. You know, yeah. it's going to be really scary at first, but you're going to get through this. Oh, for sure. And, and for they sure. were, and, and you definitely are mm-hmm. one of those, bro. So...
0: And, and you are my angel. Uh, you were probably like the one, and I'm not lying there, you're the one that made me stay in the US because I had some doubts at some point, especially at the beginning, very beginning, because I don't remember mm-hmm. if you uh, remember what I was doing before getting my fellowship, amazing one. I was pulling seeds and I felt like uh, a piece of shit. Let's be honest. And, <clears throat> and if you weren't there, At this time, knowing that like I was going through a rough time and that stuff would improve, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I probably would have left at some point. And that's something I want to tell to our audience, too. When you're making this big commitment of moving abroad, you have to know that uh, it's not a fixed decision. If you want to go back, no one will stop you. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I know some people that went back to their country because it's not working. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely fine. One thing I would tell you, though, please do not do the mistake of sticking with people from the same country where you Mm -hmm. came from. That's an important one. That's what a lot of people are doing. And Mm -hmm. they think they are living as, um, like, expatriates, like people from other countries in a new one. But that's not the case. They are just creating the same community elsewhere. That's not what living abroad is about. Of course, you're living in sunny San Diego, but if you only speak in French or in Portuguese uh, Mm -hmm. all day long, what's the goal? Of course, you're speaking English during your uh, job time, but what's the purpose of that? You know, stay in France if you want to speak French, stay in Brazil if you want to speak Portuguese or... In Portugal, for instance. But uh, mm-hmm. th- that's what I'm trying to say. I know so many people, especially here in San Diego, French people, that are trying to stick with only French people that I've been living in the US for... I-, I know one person that has been living here for 20 years. Wow. She cannot make a full sentence.
1: No way, bro.
0: English sentence. She cannot make one full sentence. The reason why... Her husband is English, is American Mm -hmm. in this case, and he speaks French. So like basically when she's home, she's speaking French. Okay. And when she's outside, the husband is speaking and you're like, dude, that's fucked up. Let's call it that way. That's fucked up. You're living in the US. You cannot even make one sentence. Mm -hmm. Isn't it? Of course, I'm not giving a name. I'm not. I'm (laughs) not mentioning the name. And hopefully she's not a listener of the podcast, but who knows? Because like <laughs> she cannot get English, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, so she cannot make one full sentence. She's probably not listening to that podcast. Oh, bro. But okay. yeah. This is final it? touch was really funny. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, bro. But I mean, it's important to bring these examples up. Yeah. First, we don't want to expose people no, 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 for no. no reason. That's not no the point. We are not the FBI. (laughs) No, not our role here. Uh, But bro, what you're saying? I mean, I remember so many people who worked with us, Mm -hmm. and um, for several years actually, and they never actually got to leave the whole culture thing. Yeah,
0: and I mean American life. Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly, and I mean, I I must say that getting a PhD from the US was one of the most amazing accomplishments Mm -hmm. of my life that's for For sure sure. Mm -hmm. and it's not only of course i'm really proud of my phd i mean it's yeah you should have a phd from csd of
0: course (laughs) you should be happy Uh, and proud
1: (laughs) because i'm proud of you i'm proud of you i am of course part of it and (laughs) um but honestly i think i'm 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 really especially proud of, ab- about what it represents. Because mm-hmm. you know, wh- when I get that diploma and I looked at it, I remember Kenny and I arriving in the US, my mm-hmm. wife just got her PhD, was a doctor, mm-hmm. had no idea what she was going to do. I had mm-hmm. my, my uh, I was going to start in the program, but she was like, I'll go with you and I'll figure something out. Yeah. And she was even considering, you know, just not working on science, so she would be able to be there with me. So, it's bro, amazing. we were just doubts, doubts mm-hmm. and fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, first night, we had no furniture whatsoever. We just slept on the floor. Oh, no. Uh, we used our clothes as pillows. And we You left me on the... that story. Yeah.
0: Oh, no. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I mm-hmm. remember just thinking, like, what have I done? My yeah. wife is here with me. This has to work. And. And, bro, the truth is at some point, and and you were very right about what you said, you know, it is totally fine if you say this is not what I intended to do or this isn't what I was expecting this adventure to be, so I'm going to go back home. That's totally fine. It's really up to you. But if you're, uh, maybe for those who are not thinking about living abroad but just started living abroad and are really scared right now, Mm-hmm. What I can say is, this is normal. This is part sure. of being brave. Being scared is part of being brave. So, absolutely, if you absolutely. push through that phase mm-hmm. and, and you stick with people that you like, mm-hmm. and, and you know, you're going to get through it, right? Oh, yeah. And, and then things are going to start working. Mm-hmm. And, bro, that's like the next part of this podcast that I really want to talk about. Because, I yes. mean, there's so many things. That I absolutely love about, you know, actually experiencing a new culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, bro, I want to, you know, before saying what I want to say, ask you this question. Okay. Because you're still ahead. there. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I assume that you, you must be really proud about, you know, mm-hmm. starting a new life and just, you know, staying there and being a functional American working with your wonderful family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, bro, I want to ask you, like, what, what is one or a few aspects of actually being part of this culture that you love, you know?
0: Wow. Okay. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. What I like... <clears throat> so first, what I liked was the new adventure you know, discovering new stuff. Mm -hmm. As of today, what I like, and I may be biased, is that I was able to have a family here. You know, of course, I had Pauline, but I think that the same would apply to another country right now uh, if I were to have other babies in another country. So right now, what I like the most about the U.S. is that I had the chance to come here as a postdoc, uh, to enjoy my postdoc, to move to the industry, you know. Um, it was quite smooth. I got a green card. I'm super grateful for that. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of grateful for what the U.S. gave me, you know. Um, of course, not everyone can relate and can have the same experience. So I'm just talking for myself right now. But I was able to have babies in a new country. The new country, in this case the US, were not uh, rejecting my babies because they were Mm -hmm. from foreign people. They embraced the two babies. So my two babies are French-American. And I would say American-French because they are mostly American. Uh, They never never lived in France, actually. So, uh, of course, we are going there for vacation here and there. But they do not know France. So, they are American. And what I like the most is that the U.S. gave me that great, that that chance, you know, to make a new family at my uh, image, kind of, you know, because... We have a house, we are not been being helped by anyone, but I feel like I'm a father, not needing help from my family. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm just living abroad and I embrace that. I embrace the fact that we are able to do that on our own with Pauline, uh, with our two babies. I, I love the fact that the country gave me that opportunity. And I think that it's not the same for everyone again. Um, I, I would not say that California is the best uh, part of the U.S. because you, you are, California has flows. <laughs> uh, tax, taxes, for instance, super high, uh, like that's insane. So I bought a house, I'm paying like seven K worth of taxes every year for my house that's Mm -hmm. not low (laughs) Uh, but at the same time i'm not complaining i had the chance of like buying a house here in the u.s after less than five years in that country um i love that i had the chance of doing this does that make sense
1: absolutely bro and i mean okay um, you guys brought this adventure to another level, actually. You know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I remember always thinking about Kaney as my, as my, you know, like my safe person. So yeah. whenever mm-hmm. I was desperate, I would look at her, who basically went to the U.S. not even knowing if she would be able to stay in science. Absolutely, And he started a wonderful postdoc
0: mm-hmm.
1: and in the end of four years published, yeah. maybe the most wonderful paper I've ever read. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, I, I, I couldn't be prouder of my wife. And she was there all the time. Whenever I, I got crazy, desperate, she was there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I always felt like, you know, the couple can actually handle a lot of things if they are synergistically working, you know? Yeah. Yes. But then you and Pauline decided to have babies in a country, <laughs> you know, um, away from your families. And I mean, mm-hmm. le- let's face it: a lot of people have babies, they freak out, and then the grandpas come, grandmas come, and they yes. save the day. Yes. And you don't have that, bro. Nope. And, and I feel like you never actually needed that. Of course, you have hard times, who doesn't, but yeah, you guys are so brave, like I, I, I think of you guys as like heroes because I, I know <laughs> how difficult it is to start a new life in the US, so
0: let me tell it, you it's one thing awesome, bro. oh, thank you so much, let me tell you one thing, and I think that not a lot of people can do have this chance but right now we are choosing to stay in the US too you know because that's Mm -hmm. our choice and that's amazing again that's Mm -hmm. what I love the most having that chance of like being able to stay elsewhere uh, not in your home country but what I like too is that at any time if I want I can go back to France because I'm French Pauline is French our babies are French so Mm -hmm. we also have this amazing like unique chance of being able to be in two countries at the same time of course we are not citizens with Pauline so if we decide to go back to France we would lose eventually the green card uh, Mm -hmm. which is not what we want right now but eventually if one day we become citizens with Pauline we have this unique chance of being able to live in two countries if we choose so and that's amazing because people just don't realize and in my case we are super fortunate we know that with Pauline Um, of course I did not steal my green card but still uh, I have this unique chance of being able to work in another country but what I like is that to relate and uh, to what you just said if we need the grandparents at some point let's be honest we'll probably like travel back to France and live there if like Mm -hmm. the situation was too messy, because Mm -hmm. like that could be something that we do. So right now we are fortunate enough not to need any help actively, you know. Sometimes, yeah, a babysitter would help, you know, and we can take one, but we do not need help because I think that we can handle our babies with Pauline. Mm -hmm. But yeah, sometimes it's getting messy, you know, and like for the couple itself, you know. You don't want to divorce because of kids, you know, but it's not our case. We are super fortunate that we uh, both love each other. We love our babies. And so every Mm -hmm. everything is going super like amazing, let's be honest. Uh, And probably also because family is far, you know, far away from us. Because I know that if my parents were to be around and like dealing with the way we raise the child, like the, mm-hmm. the, our children, that could be complicated, you know, that's oh, yeah. also. And yeah, I'm fortunate for that, too. Like I'm living somewhere where where I decided to live. And that's mm-hmm. amazing because like not a lot of people can tell that.
1: Right. Oh, bro, that's so true. And I mean. I understand what you're saying 100%. They're always the two signs of the coin, oh, yeah. right? And I mean, <laughs> um, let's face it. I mean, I, I must say that when Kanye and I moved to the U.S., being far away from her family, mm-hmm. you know, from Kenny's family, was really important too. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, they weren't in living in, a, in, in complete harmony, let's put it that way. They... Mm-hmm. They, you know, they they judged our relationship Mm -hmm. for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I do feel like living in the U.S. for six years for Kaini was extremely important for her to see how strong and independent she is. And for her parents and especially her mom Mm -hmm. to see how much she needed Kanye. And how yeah. much she admires her daughter. And I think that she only woke up to that reality after all these years. Wow. And I mean, bro, it's, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Like, I love my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. We get along really well. But this time was really necessary. Like, it yeah. was meant to happen. You know, we really needed that space because everyone needed to evolve in their own pace, in their own environment in their own context
0: yeah and absolutely.
1: you know uh, one of the things i love about this the time i spent living abroad yes S- after six years you know you get a and, and throughout the phd i had to teach i had to give talks i had to interact with a bunch of people i worked part-time with industry and, and mm-hmm. in my postdoc with basf mm-hmm. so that's a lot of exposure and i feel mm-hmm. like uh actually leaving another c- culture like you and i do mm-hmm. uh that changes you yeah. i i honestly think that the paulo who left brazil in 2015 never actually came back it came yeah it, it, it is any e- an enhanced version of that boy who mm-hmm. came back because mm-hmm. Honestly, bro, sometimes I catch myself thinking in English because it's simpler <laughs> for me now. You know? Uh, I love no, it. <laughs> it's yes. crazy. Like, uh-huh. I, I identify so much with that language. Um, yeah. And, and maybe it's because it was so difficult for me to actually be able mm-hmm. to to talk properly. Mm-hmm. And I always, you know, wanted it. I yeah. always wanted to be you know, a good communicator in English. It was mm-hmm. something I really needed to do. And I slowly, you know, learned and, and got there. And Yeah. I, oh, and you I'm are there. so proud of it, you know.
0: You're a great communicator. <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell mm-hmm. you. Uh, and now no, I have
1: a podcast in English.
0: And bro. now you have a podcast to communicate.
1: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> in English.
1: In English.
0: Yeah. No, bro, I... I love what you're saying because let's face it if you think that living abroad will not change you that's that's completely wrong <laughs> it's going to change you and I and I we, I'm with you I think it's for a better version of yourself because you will you will realize stuff you know mm-hmm. it's the kind of experience that will open your eyes you know on your life yeah. on what you like did in the past that you do not want to repeat uh, in this new adventure and so on and so forth. What I like with what you said is that now this new uh, language uh, that you uh, <laughs> that you spoke and learned actually in the U.S. for most parts, because you tend to start communicating only when you face the language every day. Right. Uh, so yeah. even though we went to the university and we learned English uh, back in Brazil for you, back in France for me, it's not the same. Now that you live in a country like, and that people only speak that language, you have mm-hmm. to speak it. You have to understand people. Uh, when you're watching Netflix, for instance, there's not always mm-hmm. an option for Portuguese subtitles or French subtitles. So mm-hmm. at some point, you have to embrace it one thing one small advice that i would that i would give to our listeners too it's a great great thing to start with that when you start a netflix subscription or whatever if you want to learn the language try to start with the original version you can start with subtitles too but try to put the subtitles in the same language do not cheat. Do not put them in like Portuguese or French because that's not helping you. Try right. to put them in English first. And <clears throat> I want to tell you a fun story because that happened like I think it was yesterday. We were watching mm. Sex and the City with Pauline. Uh, by the way, great, great TV show. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> and I know, Kenny, I, I know that Keny I know that Keny loves oh, yeah, it. So, is a huge yeah. Yeah. So, so like we are in like season four right now. Uh, I don't remember the episode, but whatever. And we were watching. And I was like, there's something wrong there. And I could not even figure, you know, and at some point I realized that there were subtitles in English and I was like, what the heck? I'm not even reading those. Like, so let Mm -hmm. me turn them off. And so that's what I did and I had to turn them on because my father-in-law was in town and we were watching a documentary one day and so. The only option was English subtitles. So that's what I did. And so he kept that in mind, like in memory when I started uh, Sex and the City. And I was (laughs) like, that's wrong. Like, why would I need subtitles? That's weird. And so that's something that you will realize. And you should, like, write somewhere in a book or something just to notice how much you're improving because when I joined when I when I came here in the US first day, I was watching Netflix with French subtitles, probably English like after a month or two. The moment I uh, completely uh, put those subtitles away were probably after I don't know several months you know it's not mm-hmm. easy, not easy and the first time mm-hmm. you're lost you know it's like oh my God, what is what is happening right now? And now five years after, of course, it's been a long time, but now I hate subtitles. Mm. I don't understand why they are here. They are not helping me. It's like, no, like I want to watch the show. So like take, take also that into consideration. When you're coming to a new country, you will learn stuff. And please try to write down what you're learning because you will realize that it's a great adventure it's an amazing adventure. And sometimes you don't fully get it because you're embracing the culture just like you were and I am. Uh, And you don't realize, but actually you are, you know, you are changing for a better version of yourself. I'm with you there. But uh, now I want to switch to something else because Mm. of course living abroad is great. But now we are at a point in the podcast where I still live abroad and you live back in your home country, like you went back to your home country. And I kind of want to discuss about this too, because one thing that I uh, heard, I think it was in my first week in the U S and that was a talk by UCSD. The lady, nice lady was saying the great thing with living abroad is that you're learning a new culture and you will like it, but it's not gonna be at the same level as your home culture. You know, it's slightly below. Mm -hmm. But when you go back to your home country, you think that you know it, and you think that you will go back to the top. But in fact, it's not the case, because you've been learning this other culture so well. Of course, it's not at 100%, it's probably 99 or 98, if you really enjoyed, but now your home country feels like there is something missing bro i want your opinion on that is that true (laughs) bro that is
1: so true oh no (laughs) just just to give you the answer straight up that that is really really true bro i mean when you were in the u.s and i uh, i don't know like you can uh, share with us if you still feel that way but i I never felt like I belonged 100%. Mm -hmm. And that is not on, you know, the Americans. I mean, I cannot complain about the Americans. Everyone I met actually tried to help or were really nice. I mean, California is a very embracing place to go to. That, That I can tell for sure. It's not because of... Um, my English either because, you know, other than the fact that I still have an accent. And of course, there are some slangs I'll never understand. No, never. (laughs) Won't even try to, actually. No. Um, uh, Generally speaking, I could talk to anybody and I could, you know, get along in parties and yeah. so be it. But I never felt like I actually belonged a 100%. Just because Mm -hmm. the, the culture you bring with you is too strong. You're living by comparison you eat something Mm -hmm. and in your mind you're comparing that something you're eating with something that you already ate in your home in your your home country you meet someone and they start talking about their profession and you try to relate to something you know from your home country so so that's constantly happening and uh even when you don't realize
0: so all the time all the time when
1: when ken and i came back the first Feeling that we had was that we were finally back home, and why is that? Because of bureaucracy. So you 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 get to the you know the even the lines you go to in your in the airport. It's like Brazilians go this way, you know, and then everyone is talking your language, and and you don't even have to show your visa, and Mm -hmm. you know, like and and so that was the first impression. Like okay, we are back, you know. Mm -hmm and everything is like, oh my God, that's my, my home country, and everyone is speaking Portuguese, so you feel immediately embraced, mm-hmm. and the food smells exactly how it's supposed to smell. <laughs> and, and you know, like, you start off like living this dream, like, oh my God, I'm back mm-hmm. home, and it's all overwhelmingly great. Yeah. Bro, the moment we took the car, out of the airport. And I mean, Cain came back uh, before me. So she went to pick me up. And I was, you know, just like hanging out with her and my siblings and everything was awesome. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm back. Um, we started driving back to where I live now, to my city. And I just started looking uh, through the window and I was like, why is everything looking so messy and loud and ugly? Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm going to be super honest with you. Everything looked so ugly when I first came back. Oh no! So I asked my my siblings if there was something wrong, like maybe the mayor was really shitty and the city <laughs> was destroyed, because it was in the middle of São Paulo, okay. uh, driving back here, and they're like, "Dude, it's actually better than when you left." Oh no! <laughs> and that's when I realized, oh my god, California in general is wonderful and organized and yeah. pretty and clean yeah. and I'm back home and yeah. Brazil is still messy there's a yeah. long way to go yeah. you know yeah. so uh, bro there are phases you know mm-hmm. once you move in Yeah. the first phase when you're back in your home country is happiness Okay. truly like like oh my god I belong again you know like I'm back home I feel safe it's awesome then the second phase is when you realize what you did oh the second phase is not great yeah i'm gonna tell you it feels very much like uh your first few months in living abroad so it's when you realize that you actually had a routine like what you used to eat the places where you used to go the friends you love that you left um your, your house is different, the, the, Jesus, the weather. Like, I was like, how can people survive in these places so damn hot all the time? Uh, and, and I mean, and Brazil has some other things, like, for example, I have the privilege to live in this close community, mm-hmm. but, you know, things outside are really messy, and motorcycles are really loud, and they're mm-hmm. everywhere, and mm-hmm. things can be really messy, so the second phase isn't great. Because you're like, okay, I'm back to a place that I remembered, uh, but it's not as I remember anymore. Because now you have a base of comparison, so you're always comparing again. So you go oh back to comparing, God. comparing all the time. Oh my God. And and now, bro, the phase where I'm living, and, and I really like this phase right now. Okay. It's acceptance. I accept <laughs> that I, I live here. Yeah. And I love living here. But I also accept that I don't feel like I belong 100% in Brazil. And I don't feel like I belong 100% in the U.S. Mm -hmm. I am a hybrid now. And uh, I feel like I I will never actually feel back home 100%. I still miss speaking in English. I mean, like, I look forward to this podcast so much because (laughs) I want to talk to you, because I want to talk in English, because I want to see... The friend that is still living yeah. in, in San Diego that I love so mm-hmm. much and I miss you guys dearly sometimes. Yeah. All I want to do is to bring you guys home and, you know, please cook something for us. And, yes. and so, bro, yes. It, yeah. there, there are faces when you move back. Mm-hmm. And, and what you said is absolutely true.
0: And I mean, it's just, it cannot be the same because I never went full time, like back in France. But like I went back uh, this summer Remember, for Mm -hmm. like seven, eight days, something around Mm -hmm. those lines. It was my actual, like one of the first time, the first time since the beginning of the pandemic. And second thing, since I got the green card. So when you get the green card, it's part of an acceptance to to reuse your word. It's like now I can leave here, you know, Mm -hmm. before it was like at some point I will have to go back. So you kind of know that it's what you will have to do. And Mm -hmm. in my case, when I got the green card, that's when I started realizing, hey, actually, I can start living there forever if I want to. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we are doing right now. And so that was the first time I went back to France, you know, traveled there. And bro, it's even weirder when you know that you're accepted I mean, accepted with uh, a green card, for instance, and Mm -hmm. that you can go back and relive in California if you'd like. And it was smelling cigarettes, like everywhere. You know, like I, I I, yeah, you know, like that was bad. And it was the same before. It was Mm -hmm. absolutely the same before. Traffic, traffic in Paris is worse than in L.A. People are like, no, yeah, like, let's be honest. LA is huge. That's a huge mm-hmm. city. They have like I don't know 25 interstates <laughs> everywhere. Right. So yeah, it's it's they are they have traffic everywhere because it's a very large city and people are living there and going to Santa Monica for dinner mm-hmm. and then they are living like sa- uh, or like working south Bro, that's a mess. In Paris, what is crazy is that when you have to go one kilometer away, you will be spending like 25 or 30 minutes in your car. That's one kilometer. That's, that's a lot. That's but insane. the good thing is that you have public transportation in Paris, mm-hmm. so it's not too bad. Actually, you can take the subway and you can go there in like five minutes, and that's good. Um, at least we have this for us. But when I went there, when I took the subway for the first time, smelled like pee everywhere, you know? And it feels gross because you're in Paris. You're supposed to be in the most beautiful city in the world. I was living there for 27 years of my life, and I love Paris. I feel like this is my hometown. But when I went there this summer, I felt like I was not in love with Paris anymore. Mm-hmm. And I used to be. I used to be. It used to be my city. And from that moment, when I came back, I was like, I do not know if I have a favorite city anymore. I love Paris, but it's gross in certain <laughs> aspects. For, like, w- w- in regards to other aspects, it's wonderful. It's the most beautiful yeah. city in the world. Like, let's face it, it's a beautiful city. But when I came back to San Diego, And that was crazy because I felt like I was home. And I was like, my God, my brain is fucked up because I came back from Paris, which is supposed to be my hometown, but actually San Diego is my home. And of course, it's not 100% my home, it's just my home because I live there. And it's Mm -hmm. acceptance, as you said. People are still asking me from time to time if I'm visiting. And sometimes I just want to poop on their face. And and I'm like, I'm paying my taxes, motherfucker. So it's not because I have this accent, dude, you know, that's horrible. Mm -hmm. And they do not mean bad when saying Mm -hmm. that. It's just that they have so many tourists and like a lot of people are speaking well. So they, they pick up the accent and I get it. But please do not ask this stupid question. If you guys, American are listening to our podcast today, and we are saying <laughs> that as foreigners, please do not ask that stupid question because some people will still have the accent after several years, mm-hmm. after 20 years. Who knows? I do not care. As long as you understand me, I will not try to lose the accent because that's part mm-hmm. of my personality too. I'm mm-hmm. French, and I love being French. Mm-hmm. You know? My, yeah. my babies... They have no accents when they speak in american and that's beautiful and sometimes they try to correct me and those days i'm like you cannot you can try but my tongue and my palate it's not working i cannot i cannot say those words you know it's not working they do not get it and Mm -hmm. it's they do not realize but it's mean because you chose to be that foreign people, like foreign guy, living in California and pay their taxes, buy a house, being part of the of the of the people there.
1: Exactly the community, right?
0: Of the community, and I have mm-hmm. American friends. I have plenty of American friends. And when you're telling me, are you visiting? That's sad. Because yeah. try to relate if you were living in France with your American accent. And someone was telling you if you were visiting, you would feel sad too. You would feel you exactly, would feel bad. No, bro. So, bro, I, you're I, not part of. Rem- yeah,
1: I, I remember that so well. I mean, Kenny used to hate that. Like we, we were living in in San Diego for more than five years, and then this this one time we took a Uber and uh, to go somewhere. I can't remember where. And the and the Uber driver, an American, <laughs> asked us. Uh, where you're from and if we were enjoying the visit oh, like he ab- immediately assumed we didn't leave there and mm-hmm. and that's what I'm saying you know uh, when, when I was talking about not be- feeling like you belong 100% that, that's what I'm saying and yeah. Kenny got really mad and she was like I'm from San Diego I'm from La Jolla <laughs> and, and, and he was just like looking at her like no way you know like I, I could I could see in his face
0: oh fuck
1: And I was like, okay, I mean, it's part of living abroad too, you know, being able to deal with that. And and bro, what you described, like when you went back to San Diego, you felt home. Yeah. Kenny and I felt home so many times going back to San Diego after visiting Mm -hmm. the family, you know? Mm -hmm. And one thing that I realized was that my brain, when I moved back in, Mm -hmm. my brain still thought I was visiting. Oh. So... Everything in the couple of, like in the first couple of weeks were just like an adventure again. Because yeah. at some point I'm going to be coming back home. Oh, um, And I'm going to be completely honest with you. I never felt home in this first apartment where I moved in. <laughs> yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was an apartment. It was okay. But I mean, I was like, that's not my apartment. And I used to love my last apartment in Diego. Yes. I used to love that place. Yeah. So sometimes I would go to bed. And I had to picture that I was back in my apartment in San Diego, so I wouldn't go sleep. Oh. I wouldn't fall asleep. Oh, no. So, oh. so that was really crazy. And then I felt really ungrateful because I was like, okay, I really wanted to come back. I have a great job. Why am I feeling this way? And then mm-hmm. you start to guilty yourself for things you shouldn't be feeling guilty about. Mm-hmm. But the truth is your, your head messes up with you. Yeah. And and when we got this house that's when I actually like when I come to this place this is like okay this is yeah. my home like now yes. 100% when I get inside like when I pass through my gate I go like ah, again you know Yeah and and it, it took me a while to feel that way. Yeah. Um and and the same thing with the culture you know. Yeah. Um, you get used to how Americans are, how your friends used to behave, and then you come back to your home country, and you remember that there are lots of things you love about your culture, Mm -hmm. and a lot of things that you hate about your culture, and Mm -hmm. you're going to have to live with those too. Yeah, Uh, So they never ask me where I'm from, but they ask me other things that I hate. Yeah. So uh, that's the thing, bro. And so... Mm-hmm. It's I will always feel like you know I I'm comparing things. Mm-hmm. The good thing about living abroad and coming back to your home co- home country is that, at least in my opinion, I feel like Kane and I know what is best from both. Yeah. And we try in our tiny little ways, uh combine everything that we love about both cultures. So yeah, I live in Brazil. I love my home country. But I really want some things to be more American in Brazil. I okay. love Thanksgiving. So Kane and I are throwing mm-hmm. a Thanksgiving dinner, you know, like so there, there are things we really want to keep with us. Yeah. And and that's really cool, bro. You know, being yeah. able to combine the things that you like.
0: I I, I love that bro. I love that. And let me and I think it could be our final topic. I mean, it's just a small thing that I want to say, but I think that someday I want to live back in France, uh, to Mm -hmm. go back to France, uh, to live there. Interesting. I was going to ask you that question, bro. Yeah. And so it's not for me. It's absolutely not for me. I don't think Mm. that I need to live back in Paris, for instance. But I feel like my my babies, they are American French. And to deserve the French title, of course, they have our blood, and so they, they should be French, but I believe that at some point they may have to leave there, you know? Mm-hmm. It could be for a few years. So I think that's part of my plan. That's what I would like to do. Uh, of course, the the plan would be to get the passport first, so in the US. After mm-hmm. five years holding a green card, you can start applying for the citizenship. So that's the plan. The plan would be to get a passport because at the moment we get this and we have two passports each, (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. we can go back and forth as many times as as we want you know like during a year so the the plan would be to do probably this uh, to get the citizenship if we can one day if we cannot we'll stick with the green card <laughs> mm-hmm. and we'll stay in the us probably uh, but if we can get the passport the, the us passport at some point the plan would be to go uh, to France, probably Paris, because I do not want to live elsewhere. If we have to go back, uh, probably for a few years, just so that my parents can understand that we can come back, you know, at some point, uh, but that we really want to go back to the U.S. Because right now, my my parents are kind kind of blaming me, you know, to live abroad mm-hmm. uh, and to keep them separated from their grandchildren. Oh, and I,
1: that must be difficult.
0: And so. Giving them the opportunity to just go there for a few years, uh, a couple of years. The ideal time would be probably like two years if I can deal or do a deal with Illumina to just you know mm-hmm. work there for a couple of years, uh, either remote or something else. I would love to being able to come back then to San Diego if I can. Uh, the idea would be to keep the house, you know, rent it probably. Rents rent a place in the in France in Paris and try to enjoy, uh, see how it goes, but it's mostly for my parents and Pauline's parents and for my kids. That's not mm-hmm. for me. I don't think it's I for see.
1: me. I see, bro. Wow, that that's awesome. And I mean, I I do recommend for like anyone who asks me, coming back to your home country is not going to be easy. That's mm-hmm. when you're going to realize that there are so many things you have to learn all over again like i didn't know how to actually do groceries anymore you know like <laughs> honestly bro because like everything is different like yeah. the way we buy vegetables for example it's it's not the same way like you usually go to a place where they grow things okay. so you don't go to the main grocery store just to get your vegetables unless you want a shitty vegetables and so yeah and in san diego everything is wonderful and it's all in one place yeah. and uh, but at the same time, when you start going back to these places where they grow their own vegetables and you start tasting the real taste again, you go like, oh my God, how did I, yeah. how much I missed that? So, yeah. bro, it's like mixed feelings all the time. Um, one of the, the, the hard feelings, like one of the most difficult feelings is, for example, regarding you and your family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, i i feel like at least for me i i don't have a whole lot of friends i mm-hmm. i can actually count how many friends i have yeah um, some people have tons of friends it's not my case yeah and but those that are i really call friends they are part of who i am you know and they they i i i mean it's like family mm-hmm. and and i mean the, the how much we miss you guys like if we were able to maybe like go once a month somewhere together, you know, just yeah. all of us mm-hmm. and chat exactly. and do whatever. I mean, I just miss that so mm. damn much. It's yeah. And and the past, uh, and, and the more uh, you live far from your friends, the more you miss them. At least with you, it's like, oh my god, yes. I really need to see I'm So. Ken and I keep thinking about, you know, when we're going to go to San Diego or when you guys can come over because we just need that. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. absolutely, And that's what I love the most about living abroad, too. When I was in France, I was not in need of friends, you know, Mm. because we had friends, but it was not the same kind of friends. When we came here, you do not have family, Mm -hmm. right? So you are making your family, like you're kind of recreating your uh, small group of friends slash family that is kind of like helping you go through rough phases or like hard times, good Mm -hmm. times, too, because you have to celebrate birthdays. You have to, I don't know, like enjoy Uh, you. You had a promotion, so you will celebrate, but you will not celebrate with family. That's that's impossible. They are like living abroad. They are living super far away from you. (laughs) And so your new family are your friends that live there. And so, of course, it's super hard when you guys left. It was hard because you were family and you were the only ones we are calling family, you know. The other ones are friends, and I'm going to say good friends or okay friends, but I I would not mind losing them. But with you, it's not the same. You are family because I discovered America, the US, California with you through you mm-hmm. because you were my num- like day one friend you know we enjoyed video games we enjoyed everything and you told me things we, we went to Best Buy for the first time together you know <laughs> stuff like that and so I started enjoying my life in San Diego with you with you and Kenny and so of course it's hard because it's as if one of your family member that like you love you know Left. And yeah. so you were loving your life with those people. And it's not just friends, it's family. And like they are going back home. And, and, mm-hmm. and w- you cannot be angry at them because it's like they are going home. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, it's beautiful. That's what we are supposed to do, uh, us foreign people living abroad, uh, but uh, it's not my case. <laughs> but uh, of course, I'm, I was super happy for you. I was excited for you. And yeah, what, what this thing is telling us and teaching us is that you can have and create, make great relationships when you're yeah. abroad and like those relationships are the most beautiful ones, in my opinion. My friends that I used to have in France were not the same because you do not need them as family. Those mm. are friends, like good friends. Of course you enjoy time with, with them, but you still have family too. So you have yeah. family and friends. And now you're living abroad and you have just amazing friends. And of course you cannot have like 20 amazing friends that's not a thing in my opinion no, that
1: that's that's so not a thing bro no right. not a thing okay yeah. I, I have a bit of teary eyes right now because what you said is so true <laughs> and, and, and i feel just like that and i mean uh, it sounds really hard maybe for our li- our listeners to 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 really listen all of this so yeah i really must say this uh it uh, it it is painful to be that far away from from you guys for example mm-hmm. it's painful sometimes i just wake yeah. up and i go like oh my god why would i wouldn't i give right now to just go to a bar yeah with guillaume and his family and just have a great time like Absolutely. we used to do but no matter how painful it is one of the i would never go back because the truth is it, it is thanks to this experience of living abroad that i got to know you guys and yeah missing you guys is just a really great motivation for me to either you yeah. know get a passport and go to san diego yeah or for you guys to come and absolutely and come to brazil for the first time you know what i mean no it, so it, that's what i it's love worth too. it yeah it's worth it even absolutely. though it's painful i mean this what like the relationship that we made like a guy from brazil a guy from <laughs> friends yeah. their family and, and then boom now now yeah. you have like their own yeah. tiny family right that yeah, that's absolutely. magical bro like absolutely very few people get to leave that
0: oh and that's why we would both recommend to like for yes. you guys to experience this and try yes. this on your own because of course like it's not easy and i think that you you heard that through this podcast this episode but it's not easy but so worth it yeah. it's so worth it and mm-hmm. one take-home message from this, like this living abroad phase that we both had, and of course I'm still living it, but like slightly different because you're not there anymore, is that we created an amazing podcast because we knew that at some point you may have to leave, you know, it was probably in part of our brain too, kind of like to to try to um, prepare for that phase because it was in part of my, it, it was in my brain, you know, it was like, okay, I love my dear bro and I do not want to like you know for, like forget him basically mm-hmm. and that's what happens with regular friends sometimes yeah. when you when you leave them and give them like enough time sometimes like you just move on and so on mm-hmm. and so forth and the the thing is and the thing was at the time of course we were excited by this new podcast you know like we are going to speak about video games and so on but in in my brain at least I knew that at some point we may have to be separated. It could mm. have been me, it could have been you. We could not really predict at the time. I was applying for the green card, so who knew? But we did not know. Like, it, it was uh, a moment where we did not know. But at least to me, I was extremely motivated with Game Bros, because I knew that I was able to create or at at least to relieve those moments with you being abroad or me being abroad at some point you know and that's what i love the most and that's what living abroad gives you as a chance like to create new stuff to find new motivations to i don't know that's that's amazing isn't it bro like that's amazing
1: (laughs) bro that was like the best closing ever and i mean (laughs) bro you're making me cry today
0: <laughs> i'm almost crying bro like, don't yeah. make me cry
1: ah, that, that is so true like yeah. you just said everything you know mm-hmm. you you learn to do things that i never thought i was going to have a podcast like to be honest you're my tech bro i, I didn't know what the <laughs> podcast was before i met you <laughs> And and I mean, I I also knew, I I also uh, knew in my heart that one day this was going to happen. Mm -hmm. But I had many doubts about what was going to happen. But the Mm -hmm. one thing I never let myself question, because I was like, this is my decision and I'm I'm going to have to do something about this, is to never lose contact. Oh, yeah. Never. Absolutely. So, this podcast was the perfect yeah. route to the perfect gateway mm-hmm. um, because, you know, it's an awesome excuse to talk about wonderful <laughs> things and laugh <laughs> and most of all, you know, reconnect. And, yeah. and that is something that maybe one day we're going to be like 90 plus <laughs> recording going to be recording
0: about, you know, gaming <laughs> for the elderly <laughs> who can't hold their controllers. <laughs> episode 3001 <laughs> exactly bro I love
1: but I mean this yeah. is going to happen I mean I'm, yeah. I'm down for that for and,
0: sure and what I like too and people must feel it too it's as if we were in the same room because yeah. I mean That's how connected we are. Mm -hmm. It's we are bros, but like it's not just for the name for 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 our (laughs) the the name of the podcast. We are real bros. Like, I really feel like it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, most of the time these days, because I do not speak a lot with my brothers these days, but you are definitely my brother that I'm like in touch with super regularly, you know, like you're my brother. And, um, and people just don't realize, and they may call it fake, but the only way for you to really understand it would be to live abroad, create new relationships, make new friends, and you really realize, like, yeah. those relationships are the best. It's not going to be all your friends from abroad. It's only, like, I would say a couple. It was only mm-hmm. Kenny and you. Uh, in our case, we do have plenty of friends, but I would call them the same way I used to call friends in France. Um, and those this family that we uh, that we discovered uh, I- when we arrived and you, it was you guys bro like that's that's priceless. That's amazing yeah. that's those are the moments you live for and that's i'm I'm almost tearing, so I think we should end the episode, but guys. <laughs> You should experience it for yourself because it's amazing. And I can't wait. And of course, this damn pandemic was like taking forever to end. Of course, it's not over, but Mm -hmm. at least we do have better medicine. Uh, We do have better ways to like detect and so on and so forth. We are both scientists. The only thing that is still prevents me to traveling like super often is that my two kids still do not have a goddamn vaccine. And that's killing me sometimes because I would love that to happen. You know, like someday they say, you know what, even if it's not super efficient, but at least I know as a scientist that they have something in their body to face an infection if it was to happen. It's just Mm -hmm. me being a scientist probably. But I would love them to get a vaccine. Uh, And at the moment they get one, bro, I'm going to be booking plane tickets. I'm going to be booking plane tickets because I miss you. I miss you so much. You're the only one I can tell right now that I'm missing. Because I've seen my mother like two months ago, so I don't miss her. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I will see my father in like uh, three weeks (laughs) from Mm -hmm. now. So I'm not missing him because I know he's coming. So bro, like I'm missing you. I'm missing Mm -hmm. you like crazy. Cannot wait to book a ticket and see you guys, see your beautiful new home yeah it's happening it's happening now yeah it's really
1: happening and i mean i i can only imagine us in this office recording like side by side this is going to be like epic you know and i can't (laughs) wait to show you and pauline and your wonderful kids all these wonderful places around so much great food for us to try together (laughs) Bro, it's going to be legendary. Like, Uh, I'm telling you, it's going to be the best.
0: Bro, I just can't wait. It's going to be so legendary that I'm not even sure that we'll have time to record a podcast because (laughs) I will want to play with you. I will want to, like, I don't know, like, do so many things that, like, Mm -hmm. just sitting, like, down, like, with you in the same office, but, like, kind of far, you know, like, you will be two meters away. That's going to be too far. Like, I will have to, like, sit super close to you I, I don't know yes. bro, I'm super excited I'm super <laughs> excited and we are living for those moments too guys so yeah please try the abroad experience if you'd like because we are we are both telling you like it's worth it of course oh, yeah. it's not for everyone but if you really want to try try and it doesn't have to be california you can go to asia you can go to ja- japan you can go to australia you can go elsewhere you can even go to a country that is closer to your home country because oh, we yeah. were kind of crazy like going <laughs> right funny like that's crazy but like i don't know like just go to a neighbor country like that's great too because you yeah. will miss like you will meet great people too like mm-hmm. it's gonna be amazing so try try oh, yeah Doesn't have to be for a long time, but still try to take the time to experience the the life there.
1: Exactly, and I mean, you won't regret it. You're gonna learn so much. You're gonna, and if you're lucky like I was, you're gonna know what it feels to have family by choice. Like family by choice, it's something that actually exists, right? Yeah. Of course, you love your family. You're you sharing blood. You know them ever since you're born but you don't choose family by choice it's something so real like you have to live to see so bro i had so much fun today like (laughs) and and i mean my my heart is like really warm right now i feel like we're super close you know like it's like you're right here in Um, the same room yeah and, uh, and i hope that our listeners you know those who were you know wondering if they should try it and Mm-hmm. man it's gonna be hard it's gonna be scary it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be extraordinary you're gonna be desperate sometimes and then yeah. you, your family by choice is gonna be there for you so absolutely try it it's absolutely. awesome yeah abs-
0: <laughs> bro you said everything thank you everyone for listening to this episode episode 35 bro time flies <sighs> 35 it's oh so awesome oh my god and next time it may be about gardening who knows?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh,
0: mm-hmm. Who knows? Like, we have a topic for next time. <laughs> I, I will love it. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait, bro. Bro, such a pleasure to chat with you, as always. And I miss you dearly. I miss you dearly.
1: Me too, bro. Always. I mean, family <laughs> by choice, bro.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Love you. See you next time. Bye, everyone.